Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. It's Monday the 6th of December. My name is Ben and I'm joined by the man who scours the internet for views of crazy fans so that you don't have to and then carefully copies and pastes the best ones on his website. It is Andrew. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. This week, had, um, it's an embarrassment to let Billy Sharp score against you, so that were a good one. <laughs> Billy Sharp doesn't score against anyone. You should just fold <laughs> your club if you have the the ignominy of Billy Sharp scoring against you, obviously. Good. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much back to full fitness, I think. Uh, Excellent. Let's, let's see how it goes during this. I'm, I think back I'm... out for the QPR at home, the playoff, uh, playoff uh, six-pointer. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think I'm... Uh, I think I'm physically just about there now uh, and mentally just slightly at the end of my tether. I'm so desperate yeah. to leave my house again, but uh, <laughs> not that I'm counting or anything, but I think I've got, what is it, 30 hours or rather 35 and a half hours to go. So happy days. Yeah. I might even end up doing the uh, staying up till, um, you know, the minute I can leave the house. No, that's brilliant, man. Just running outside. Like... Yeah, well, I, th- I think... I- I struggle with time zones on this, but I think the Ashes starts tomorrow night at like mm. midnight or half midnight or something. So symbolically, might just stay up and, uh, and watch the start of that. But anyway, no, no. get outside. <laughs> just leave the TV on and go and stand yeah. on the road. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, to be fair. I feel like I'm actually at the stadium, miles away from the action. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about Sheffield United, not the Ashes. Uh, the Blades travel to the Cardiff City Stadium and record what I believe is our first ever win at that stadium. Uh, yeah, we'll talk, I'll talk about this. We'll talk about the view from actually. Not you know, like it tells me how many times I've done those teams. The only third view from I've ever done from Cardiff, and that's going back since the Danny Wilson era. Wow, yeah. I, I, I mean, we obviously had a couple of games against them under Wilder, didn't we? But uh, Yeah, and they obviously got promoted that season, that and then season. we got promoted the season they came down. And then before that... The last time we played him, if I'm right, is under Mickey Adams when I think Harry Maguire made his debut. Yeah, you may, may well be right, yeah. Um, but a 3-2 win for the Blades. Three wins in a row now. Uh, I I was wrong, by the way. We actually had a three-game winning streak in the Premier League. Did you know this? I did not know this, no. Did you... Quick, quick guess at uh, when oh. it was, which, which teams it was. I'm going to... Was it around... Norwich. Oh, bang on! Yes, yeah. We uh, so we lost two 0 at home to Newcastle. Then we yeah. After that, I do remember it. It brings a bell now. Yeah, won at Norwich. Uh, beat Aston Villa at home uh, on the uh, day my daughter was born, and then mm. uh, won at Brighton uh, a week after that. And that was... I remember winning that Brighton game and thinking, "This is just ridiculous." Now, like, we... <laughs> I think we went like fifth of it in that at that point or something. Something like that, yeah. So that was three. That was twenty uh, first of December, twenty nineteen. Was the last time we won three league games in a row. I mean, that's not totally surprising that it didn't happen. Uh, you know, three wins in a row in a Premier League is quite uh, quite impressive. Yeah, it's certainly not surprising it didn't happen last season. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. And uh, yeah, it's not totally surprising it hasn't happened this season, but basically not to be sniffed at all. Um, is it time to get excited about where the season's going? We, we... I've seen a lot of people. I personally think uh, everyone knows I'm a bit negative uh, compared to a lot of other people, but... Um... I think people, some people are maybe jumping the gun. I'm getting sort of interested mm. in the next few games, whereas before that Coventry game, I, I think I said to you, but I think because we met up after it, it's just like now you're like, I'm enjoying the matches because we're meeting up and, you know what I mean, having a few drinks and getting back to the grounds, I'll never take it for granted again. But the actual matches are a bit, oh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I have to sit through that. I'm actually looking forward to the QPR game now in a in an interesting sense of like, mm. ah, do you know what, if we win here... But I do think there's been a lot of jump in the gun. We beat three really poor sides, really, really poor sides in Reading, um, Cardiff and Bristol City. So they still they still have to prove a lot to me to say that we're going to get in the playoffs. But I can't fault them. You know, we mm. I laughed with you after the Coventry game and said, oh, you wait till we win the next three and we've done it. So And that yeah. didn't seem likely at all. So credit to them. Yeah, well, that's it. I think uh, we, we've at least, we being Sheffield United, have at least earned the right to have the conversation, I think, of like, yeah, hey, you know what, if we beat QPR, we're only two points behind them. They're currently sitting mm. fifth in the league, um, which we, we were not at uh, 
even two games ago, to be honest. I, you know, we won that Reading game. He kind of mentioned obviously still the manager. Yeah. For me, I was kind of just thinking, okay, good. That's just that's kind of just delayed any crisis conversations for a few more weeks, basically. <laughs> that <went> well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Little did we know, I suppose. Um, but yeah, you win three three games in a row in the championship. Suddenly, we're sat in uh, in tenth place. Our high, our first. Appearance in the top half of the championship. We were we were briefly ninth, weren't we? I think before. Yeah, we were ninth at one point, which I was, I was just sort of like sort of stunned because I was watching <laughs> BBC final scorers or watching our game and like we're ninth. Like, it's yeah. mad. <laughs> Five points off the playoffs as it stands. I guess the so we're obviously going to talk about the Cardiff game in uh, for the bulk of the episode, I suppose. But seeing as we're we're kind of talking bigger picture anyway. You know, you mentioned uh, it's three wins in a row. It's against the teams in 17th, 20th and 21st. Mm. Seven, we've played eight games. Again, we've played all of the bottom eight and we've got seven wins uh, against yeah. those eight teams. Is it 22 points out of 24, I think it is? Uh, so eight games, so it'd be, it'd be 29 out of 31, right? Uh, 32, oh, right. sorry, I, I must have misread that earlier. I thought I saw a stat earlier. No, no, I'm sorry, probably... sorry. I'm, I'm tired. It's late in the evening. You, you are right. <laughs> yep, you are right. Um, yeah. And it should really be full point, full maximum points because obviously Preston are 18th. Uh, we were, you know, one defensive mess up basically from uh, getting three points in that game as well. So mm. seven wins against teams in 17th and below and one solitary win against the whole rest of the league, that being Stoke City. So yeah. we've took care of business this week. You can't can't knock that. I don't I don't no. totally feel the performances are that different to what they I'll, were. I'll disagree with you slightly. I think okay. we are definitely creating we I think I thought we were really good in the second half against Cardiff. Obviously the caveat is it were ten men. Mm-hmm. And I think we were deep, we were good against Bristol City as well. I think of the other games that we've won, Barnsley and even Reading, um, obviously Peter is a different ball game. Even Hull, we weren't that good. I think these last two performances have been, I think they have been an improvement to what we've seen for a lot of the season so far. But there's still a lot of things to work on. But I do think on another day, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I mean, I, we could have got seven goals on mm. Saturday. And I, I seem to say this quite a lot, and it seems like I'm exaggerating, but we're talking, we got three. Billy Sharp missed two absolute sitters. There were the McGoldrick shot, which somehow Smithy saved off the line. <laughs> and then obviously Bogle, who should have scored as well. And their chances there, I don't know what the XG were like, but you imagine on any other day, they'd probably go in, all of them. Yeah, certainly uh, Certainly, only scoring three in the end was a bit of a surprise. Uh, mm. Around forced that great save right at the end as well. Oh, the end yeah, is that final, one as well, yeah, of course. Final yeah. kick of the game, basically. Um, but yeah, I think I think what you said, like, you know, I am now looking at that QPR game, not in terms of like, oh, this, you know, we're playing a really good team here. You know, it's, it's gonna, mm. we're going to have to put in a real performance to, uh, to get a win. I'm, I'm now... Yeah, thoughts turning to that one is like this could be this is a bit of a prove it game, you know. Show it is. show me where this, you know, we 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 can now finally for the first time in probably well probably two months something like that. Like since we lost to Bournemouth and Middlesbrough, we can sort of entertain the thought again that we might make the playoffs. Like we, yeah, we've spent basically well, two thing, months not. What we've put in in the last two games, at least for me, is the sort of performances I expected when we came down, hmm. not. Sort of hundred percent, not amazing, but too good for the teams that we were playing. And I think that was the case with Bristol City and Cardiff, including. I know they had a man sent off, but when we'll come on to the game, I think Cardiff had a five-minute spell the entire game of pressure, and then the rest of it, I thought we looked the better side. Yeah. Uh, so, not getting carried away by that, but um, yeah, three wins in a row. You can't really ask for much more than that, can you? Um, not at all. Oh, no. And I will say with Cardiff, even though they sit, uh, where are they now? 21st. But as we said before, they, they have turned the corner a little bit form-wise since yeah. uh, sacking McCarthy, which, how many, yeah. did you say they, lose, they lost nine in a row, was it? Nine in a row they lost and they That's sacked him because they've actually done well to be out of the relegation zone because we've only played, yes. what, is it 21 games or 21, something? So, yeah. that's quite, so that's quite a lot of losses yeah, to have in a row. <laughs> they have lost more than half their games, yeah. Um, but yeah. had picked up a bit recently, as you said. Um and I and also should say, you know, on Saturday we beat a team that um, I think, as we said beforehand, they're, they're kind of almost perfectly suited to exploiting our weaknesses. Yeah. I was about to say they are, they are our kryptonite. If you had to pick, yeah. you know, it's West Brom and then Cardiff, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, and our weaknesses haven't gone away. 
uh, as we saw in this game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I don't think they can go away unless we bring in new players, to be honest. So No, I agree. I mean, I was looking at it, I was getting madder as I was watching it. Then I was thinking, I don't really know. What I'm, I, this sounds so simple, but it's true. They were just miles bigger than us and miles <laughs> stronger than us. And we don't have those sort of players. And you can get away with with matches we're doing the old sort of will score more than you thing which is what you kind of each seem to want to do and that's what we did on Saturday um, because I don't really know how you combat it neither of our none of our centre-halves are, are known as like a Chris Morgan type of sort of getting in and getting your head away and that's the bread and butter for it they're all different sort of defenders to that so as you said unless we bring someone in I think we'll struggle with that sort of direct I think he, I think I'm not too worried about it because I think a lot of teams don't execute it very well mm. i think cardiff do i mean i think 75 percent of the goals this season come from headers yeah which tells you a lot about you know the way they're playing stuff and i think obviously west brom are really good at it as well but as we saw at bristol city they try it and it doesn't really do anything so i'm not too concerned in that sense that because i don't think we'll come up against teams that good in the air every week yeah no i think you're right and uh yeah as we pointed out before the cardiff game they were uh, basically the best team. I think just them and West Brom are the two best teams on set pieces, uh, attacking yeah. set pieces, that is, mm. uh, in the whole league. And, uh, yeah, they, they end up I getting... I have to say I was delighted that Kiefer Moore and Aidan Flint were on the bench because I think that would have been even Same. worse for us in, the, in that in Yeah, that I'm, sense. Not, I'm, I'm not sure why that was. Any idea? I, I think Kiefer Moore just not been performing um, and they put, I forgot his name, the other striker in. Oh, God, is it Vassar? No. Anyway, whatever his name is, they put him in, and um, because he's not been playing too well, um, and then I think Aidan Flynn, yeah, I, I presume he's just not first choice centre half. Yeah, was it uh, was it Davies or Collins? Davies, or... that's the yeah. guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was also quite relieved to see that, but um, yeah. So you know, credit to credit to United for coming through a game against a team that is basically built to exploit tiny weak teams like us because yeah. it's still a yeah. pretty it's still a pretty weak lineup that we've got out there um brewster sadly uh not fit the hamstring injury kept him out so he uh he isn't available and um uh, sharp starts instead i believe that was the only change otherwise from the previous yeah that's game. right and that's the team i'd have gone for i think you, you come off the back of a decent performance and sharp obviously came on and scored last week so yeah that, that's the team i'd have gone for he had a he had a mixed afternoon, old sharp, didn't he? What did you think of his, his overall game? I think it's one of a one of his worst performances of the season hmm. as a whole. I suppose the genius of Billy Sharp, if you like, is that I think it were a really poor game from him. Nothing really stuck for him, but come on to his chances that he missed. But yeah, he got Morrison sent off and he scored. So yeah. that's why he's there. That's that's why you don't sort of. You don't. He doesn't get as much criticism as other people. I've seen people say, "Oh, if if McBurney had missed those chances, they'd have gone. You know, people would have gone mad." But I doubt McBurney had scored after it and got their man sent off as well, which we know Sharp can do, even if he's having a bad game. He's still there, and he still he was probably the most important player of the match in terms of incidents. Yeah. Well, the other thing with uh, well McBurney and probably most of our other strikers, really, not to pile on him, is. They probably don't get those chances no, in terms of no. the, the movement and the positioning and stuff. So, yeah, he's, uh, even though we miss them, there's very few of our other players who would be in the actual position to receive those through balls or make make the right runs. Um, yeah, he had a well a free header from uh, from the right sharp. Um, not the easiest one to execute. He had to put all the sort of pace into it, didn't he? But um, a pretty a pretty good chance by his standards, but heads it straight at the keeper, and then he gets it gets put through on goal as well, uh, and he hits it straight at the keeper's legs. And uh, yeah, we um, we were well on top at that point, weren't we? And then ended up riding our luck defensively a bit from set pieces. Eventually, did concede uh, and go a goal down, and then looked a little bit ropey for sort of five ten minutes either side of half time, didn't we? And um, yeah, mm. that that. You know those frailties are still there. I suppose of I don't know. I, I, do do we turn this game around without the red card? There's no way to actually. It's an interesting know, but... one. It's an interesting one because I felt it's weird because Cardiff. So I think they had about five minutes in the first half where they scored, but they also had as many good chances as us in that first half. It just happened to come into this five minute period where we sort of fell apart. They definitely started the second half better. Mm-hmm. But I do also think we were going to create chances throughout that game as well. As we saw, I mean, take away the sending off. Billy Sharp's clean through again. 
That's why he got sent off. You know, so it's another great opportunity. Even if Morrison don't bring him down, you're thinking, well, that you know, how many? I think we would have scored. Would we have conceded as well? I don't know. You can't. I really, really don't know. To be fair, I thought, I thought at half time we were really unlucky to be behind. Mm. Maybe not, not good enough to be in front because as I said that five minute spell they had two obviously funding two great saves off. Um, but I did always feel we were going to create chances. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I, I think we wrote, did ride our luck a little bit defensively. That there's that save that Fodderingham ends up pushing onto the post. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a bit lucky that that's within reach. I think, um, or rather, yeah. we we are a bit lucky that that's within reach. Although he does do very well uh, at that range to push it so yeah, far, yeah. like yeah, to deviate the ball so much onto the post and away and. Uh, I think it was Davies that cuts in from the right as well into the box. This is after yeah. they've gone 1-0 up. And, yeah. um, he, make, make, he reads it really well, Fodring, and makes a good save. Yeah, um, yeah we are 1-0 down at that point. Uh, this looks such a horribly soft goal, but it's actually a very good pass by Rawls, I think it is. I... It's a really good ball. It's annoying me because we don't close down and he seems to have loads of time. Mm. But it is a, it's really well executed. Yeah, I, I thought it took a big deflection actually, but it was only when I, I've seen replays like a day later. I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. Rawls, he, he goes for like a, a Ronaldinho sort of just clip over the top. Oh, oh, and scoop over the top, isn't it? Yeah. Scoop, that's the better word, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Harris, uh, I, I'm not is it Davis or Hurrihan actually is picking him up? I couldn't work that out. Um, it's Hurrihan's trying to close him down and then right. Norwood's um, sort of marking uh, what's it called, who's good. Uh, Harris. Harris, yeah, Harris. Norwood marking Harris. You know, Hurahan goes to close. I'm not sure Hurahan can do much more. He gets out as quick as he can. Mm. He's possibly poor positioning. I'm not sure. Again, it comes from a set piece where they win an header. Yeah, yeah, recycled set piece, yeah. And mm. uh, Harris sweeps in. Uh, what was it you said on the last one? Is that like Cardiff's first, first half goal of the season or something? Or, or that's at home? the first half goal. That's the second they've scored in the first, second goal they've scored in the first half all season. The first <laughs> that they scored at home uh, <laughs> all season, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? I know. I mean, I mean, we've only scored four, haven't we, I think? It might, it might be more like six now, I think, after the Bristol City game. But yeah, I've, oh, I've been... Yeah. Uh, Oh, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but certainly to you, I've been banging that drum all season that the first half for us is like, you might as well just not bother watching it because we never yeah. score and we hardly ever concede. Yeah. I think it's, it's an aggregate of like six, seven or something in, uh, yeah. in 21 first halves now. But anyway, um, and then, yeah, we get the, the re, I mean, un- unquestionably swings the game, Morrison's red card. Uh, I think it's McGoldrick puts Sharp through actually a great ball and yeah, great movement from Sharp. Gets in behind Morrison's pretty clear foul. Um, oddly enough, if he'd fouled him a yard further up, it wouldn't have been a red card because he would have been in yeah. the uh, penalty area. Yeah, because he'd have been the double jeopardy rule, wouldn't it? Yeah, so obviously we would have had a penalty instead and he would have stayed on the pitch. It's possibly a case for Morrison should have not tried to foul him, I think. I text you at the time saying he should have just took that, basically. I think he... Yeah, I think he should have let shot because obviously he missed a couple already. Sharp. I mean, that's what I'd have done. I think you, you're better to concede than get down to ten men. But you said at the time, thankfully, wrongly. <laughs> They've probably seen us before against ten men. <laughs> I probably feel confident. But yeah, I did think that at the time. Say what you were saying. I'm not throwing you under the loss there because you're thinking, oh, he's going to be a slog. This now they're going to have everybody back. But I really did think. I know they had ten men, but I think they exploited it as well as possible in that second half. Yeah, huge credit for that, I think. Um, yeah. It it reminded me of some of the times we ended up playing against 10 men in League One, actually, where it was just like, yeah. just look at us go. Like, you know, the movement, the the composure on the ball, just total patience, you know, working yeah. all the sort of the overloads. I think for the majority of that second half, and again, you have to caveat it, they had 10 men, I think they looked a league above them, which is understandable because they've got 10 men and they're near mm-hmm. the bottom. But I think, it, it's, I can't say it's the, the, the most impressive seeders or anything like that, because again, you have to take into the account they had less players, but I can't really fault us. There were a couple of, you know, sort of final balls that weren't great and stuff, but we did everything. We just kept going and kept going even after the, like the second goal. And I think on another day, as I said, we get five or six or whatever. Yeah. I think just the execution of playing 11 v 10 there was, was, yeah. was spot on. That's, that's the, yeah, that that's probably my, like the, my main takeaway from the game in terms of like positivity was like, yeah, just played that situation pretty much perfectly. We look at Millwall earlier this season when we went down to 10 men for the entire season, pretty much the same time as Morgan Gibbs White went off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're an even match. So it's not as easy as it looks. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, Cardiff near the bottom, 
But, you know, we saw Bogle really far forward, Basham getting really far forward. It was, really was almost like all-out attack. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed watching it. And uh, yeah. someone who is very good at football, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of this already, but um, Morgan Gibbs-White is a... He's rubbish. There might be some Wolves players. <laughs> uh, Wolves uh, manager might be listening to this. Just, just, just enjoy him. <laughs> enjoy him while he's here. We know it's not permanent. Just uh, enjoy this guy because... He is very, very special. And uh, I, I went back and looked at the last six or seven games, um, how many touches he's had of the ball, because I was I was wondering if he's more involved now uh, in the last three games, for example, than he was previously. But he's, yeah. he's not really. He's been a pretty central focus, a central figure um, for pretty much yeah. all season, I suppose. But Quite evidently being the best player. We talked about Billy Short last week being the best permanent player this season, possibly, but... Mm. Kibbs White is absolutely 100% being our best player this season. Yeah. I I like this. And I, again, you know, you, you temper uh, expectations or whatever, given the, the opposition. But I I really like McGoldrick and Gibbs White behind Sharp or A-Striker. Yeah. I think he yeah. gets the best out of McGoldrick, who again, uh, well, he got a goal in this game uh, and he could have had a couple of... He should of have those. had two. But he could, could have, have had three. Yeah. Well. Could have had a couple of assists as well. He, he creates a really good chance for Bogle in the first half where he cuts him from... Very similar to um, Bogle's goal at Reading, actually, where Goldrick mm. cuts him from the left and swings in the ball. But, yeah, just talking about Gibbs-White, I mean, oh, he's, he is just utter class. And um, Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I mean, when, when was... Who was the last... Who was the last player as good as him that we had... Like, you know, do you know what you know what he reminds me of? When we got Matt Phillips for a month in League One mm. and he just looked far too good for that level and he got something like six goals in five games or something like <laughs> yeah. that. That's who he reminds me of. And you're like, this guy's just quite evidently playing at a level below that he should be, really. I wonder if he'll be in an England squad in the next couple of years. Do you think that's am I going too far? It's a difficult area for a minute. Obviously, there's so many good midfielders in England. I think that's probably the strongest point. And the fact mm. that Gareth Oden really likes one proper attacking midfielder he's up against Mount and Grealish and Foden he's a difficult area yeah I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say play for England in the next 18 I think he'll get a call I think he'll get a call up in the next couple of years definitely whether he's first choice or anything I think he's oh, still, yeah, got a, still got a way to go in that sense but you look at you look at someone like Grealish for instance when he was his age he was nowhere near the England squad and you know, you, you forget how young he is and he's got yeah. everything I just hope we can keep him obviously I don't want to get too deep into that because <laughs> But I think he's. I think if we do make a push for the playoffs and win the next couple of games or whatever, if we really want to get in the playoffs, he's going to be absolutely massive for us. Yeah, he's. Uh, everyone knows he's the danger man, and it's he's so good that teams are really struggling to stop it. What um, I'll say about that as well is that, as you said, with the, the I think McGoldrick, since Heckingbottom's been back in charge and he's playing this sort of behind sharp role. They all, they've always sort of put two on Gibbs White, but it is leaving a bit of space for McGoldrick, who I think has been exploiting it really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gibbs White gets the equaliser. I say it gets the equaliser. He scores a, <laughs> a fantastic goal, one of our better goals of the season quite easily. Um, it's uncannily similar to McGoldrick's 25-yarder away at Hull in the promotion season. I don't really notice the parallel. Yeah, it's like yeah. The arc yeah. of the ball and everything is is almost identical but yeah he checks inside onto his right foot and just he just whips it past smithy's done it it's absolutely fantastic strike from yeah. gibbs white um and then yeah from there it was uh it was just an onslaught really when it how much it time? was I, I i really i mean i never get confident that we're going to score ever but in mm. this game i was like it's, this is quite evidently coming because we as you said we had the the chance of mcgoldrick when it hits him and i mean i i've still don't know how that don't go in <laughs> well i want to talk about this because i celebrated I, I just thought it was I did, I over the I line I thought it's definitely over the line. There's no way he could have possibly saved it because he's not an alien. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it was uh, it was shades of David Seaman against Pesky Salido, wasn't it? I it's a yeah. a phenomenal save by Smithies. Like that is one of the best saves I've seen this season by a distance. So uh, I think it, I, I can't really skip. I what... thought he played really well, Smithies. By the way, mm-hmm. he made some great saves. Yeah, I thought um, Smithies played. Yeah. I, th- I think, for instance, we've come up against him a few times. That's the best I've ever seen him. Does he always play for Cardiff? Has he been a? Play for play for Huddersfield in the? Did he play in the play? Yeah, did he play in the playoff final? Yeah, he did, didn't he? When we lost to Huddersfield. Yeah. Good shout, that. I'm just uh, I'll look that up now. Yeah. But yeah, this. Um, yeah, I think you're right. 
come on internet load faster uh, <laughs> yeah Huddersfield yeah till he played eight years for Huddersfield and QPR was where he's been up until joining um uh, joining uh, Cardiff right, in yeah. he obviously scored the winning goal didn't he at, um at winning goal at Wembley oh god I suppose he did didn't he yeah <laughs> yeah, because then Simmons like stepped up and blew, yeah. blew it to the moon. So, <laughs> oh, we brought up Simmonson again. Um, yeah, this is a great save. McGoldrick he turns it, turns it. He actually gets a better strike on this than the one he eventually ends up scoring. I think, but uh, mm-hmm. the ball's behind Smithies, and he essentially scrambles along his line and somehow claws it away. I've no idea how he saves it. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, I shouted goal. I shouted. <laughs> I run my own goal. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking. I genuinely did think he, when he carried on playing, I thought, oh, it's not another one of these where the referee's watch has not gone off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really did look like that. But uh, maybe five minutes or so later, sharper tones for his um, his previous misses with, with one that he uh, pretty much couldn't miss. But what a goal this was. Again, with this 10 was, men. This was actually, I was more impressed with this goal than the Gibbs. Well, the Gibbs White's an individually brilliant goal. Mm-hmm. This is a fantastic move. I, I think it's getting overlooked by a lot of people. I keep showing that Gibbs White goal. I'm talking about like other media outlets and stuff. Mm. This is a fantastic goal. Uh, the patience from the whole team. I think it starts, I mean, it starts at like left wing with Stevens mm-hmm. and uh, Gibbs White actually picks it up on, on that cor- left corner of the box and then, yeah, you've got Basham in an advanced position. Uh, Norwood gets involved as well. Bogle's in the box, and it's him that... I think it's Norwood, Bogle, and Gibbs-White. They basically work like a triangle in the box. And, mm-hmm. yeah, Bogle just pops it around the corner. Gibbs-White picks out Sharp, who volleys it into the net. And it's, oh, it's so clinical. Really, really good football. Um, yeah. And, yeah, obviously, the man you want in that spot to finish it off. And then... I uh, thought Bogle with this goal again, you know, really underrated. Unless they're not the top yeah. 20 today, and they said it were NGI involved but Absolutely obviously he wasn't even on the bench I don't think but uh, yeah Bogle I thought because he, he sort of turned it inside the mat to, to get it back to Gibbs White I think mm. a really good move yeah let's just talk quickly about Bogle actually because um, he, he should have scored later in the game as you, as you mentioned mm. as well which I think yeah Hurahan picks him out of the back post and uh, I mean he's basically he's in the six yard box isn't he? and he he's yeah. somehow just sort of shins it wide but I've got to give him. I've got to give him credit for popping up in the six-yard box lots in the um, in the last three games. I mean, yeah, cause, yeah, because he's got could have scored in the first half, couldn't he as well? Yeah, yeah, it was blocked away inside the six-yard box. He obviously scored against Reading inside the six-yard box and had another one-on-one that the keeper saved. Uh, he was really involved against uh, Bristol City, I think, as well. And yeah, that that is like that is basically the reason I've wanted him in the team for a while is yeah. is that offensive output. So. And you yeah, can get away with job. it against the, the the poorer sides in the league, such as Cardiff and Reading. You can get away with playing Bogle and not having to worry too much about the defensive side of things. Completely agree. I also wonder if we can get away with it having three centre-backs as well. I'd like That's to a good think point. that we That's can. That's a fantastic point, yeah. yeah. Particularly given who the three centre-backs are, because as I said, these are our, our three best defenders for all their strengths and weaknesses. I mean, there's not mm-hmm. there's not too much competition there, to be honest. Um but yeah, I, I, he's definitely earned an extended run in the team, I think, for, based on the last three games alone, to be honest. Uh, Absolutely. It was good to see Boulder back on the bench, though, because I thought mm. the bench looked a lot stronger than it has done. I look at it and thinking, oh, that's quite... I mean, we'll come on to maybe McBurney's performance in a bit, but you're looking like McBurney, <laughs> Moose. I know, yeah. <laughs> you're looking McBurney, Moose, Berger, Osborne... Uh, Baldock, you think that's Lucy, pretty strong to be fair. There's a lot of push in there, I think, in terms of, uh, you know, Hurahan, for instance. I think, again, I think he imp- he's definitely improved since mm. Ekinbot has become uh, permanent manager. But um, you're wondering how long can he keep Berger out of this side? Yeah. Uh, and Jai as well. We obviously. And Jai, yeah. Should, you know, would be on the bench, I think, uh, ordinarily. I'm not sure who he'd come in for. I mean, I'd, I'd like it to be Jack Robinson, but. Yeah, I get you might need uh, nah sod it just play Baldock at centre back yeah yeah, because Stevens can play that it's fine yeah well to be fair I'd rather take the upside of having Njai coming off the bench than you know the unlikely touchwood scenario of having to (laughs) chuck Robinson on midway through a game because somebody's got injured or whatever yeah Um, anyway so the score is now 2-1 McGoldrick has missed a well forced a very good save I I will say I think that's probably a more Maybe that's too generous for McGoldrick, but uh, he had the target yeah. at least. And then uh, a great third goal on the counter attack. And um, watching it back, uh, some credit to Stevens here. I think he reads uh, yeah. reads the interception really well, but then also flips a really nice ball on his right foot. 
um, through to Gibbs White, who dribbles 60 yards with it, tees it up from a Goldrick, who completely mishits it, I think. <laughs> I This is the weirdest goal. Like, in the sense that the, the, the Goldrick miss, where he saves it, I thought that's in. Yeah. Not until it was in the net that I think this were in, if you know what I mean. It yeah. were like, so where, where's that going? I actually thought, I, I couldn't tell who scored it for. I thought, because it obviously did get a deflection. Mm. And I thought, has Gibbs White got a touch on it? Because it was just such a weird, the weird way it went in, the, went in the net. Yeah, ended up sort of going past and through about three different players, didn't it? Gibbs yeah. White and a couple of defenders. And I think possibly the fact he mishits it means the defender slides out the way of it. If he ends up kicking <laughs> yeah. it probably, the defender probably blocks it. I but... like the celebration of this goal. I don't know if you've seen the close-up of it where uh, McGoldrick's absolutely delighted. <laughs> <laughs> As well he should be. When uh, yeah. when was the last time McGoldrick scored since Stoke? I don't think no, has, that's his second, yeah, it's only his second goal of the season, that, yeah. And he could yeah. have had about 28. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, so three... It was white again. We yeah. obviously can't overlook that sprint and brilliantly weighted. Like the, 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 the timing of it was fantastic as well. We've been in a lot of situations like that this season where... I don't feel like we played the right ball at the right time, and that was just to perfection, basically. Yeah, fantastic. Um, just while I got it open, actually, Gibbs White leads the championship in expected assists per ninety. He leads the mm. entire championship by quite a distance as well. Uh, mm. He is point three five xa per ninety. The nearest guy is actually a QPR player, Chris Willock, 0.28. So he's, he's a significant yeah. margin ahead. He's undoubtedly one of the best players in the league, if not the best. I mean, I, obviously you look at that Fulham side and maybe even Bournemouth and pick players out from that. But mm. I think Gibbs White is quite evidently going to be a Premier League player. Yeah, he's uh, he's wonderful. He scores a fantastic goal and he gets two assists as well. And that should have been that, mate. Uh, Cardiff demoralised down to 10 men. But of course, and then we missed the, just before that. We missed obviously Bogle's chance as well, where we talked about, and that could have been four. And I, even at this stage, at three-one, we were still coming forward. I think yeah. like obviously McBurney come for sharp, and Gibbs White put a cross in that McBurney nearly got. And I felt, if anything, we were going to get another another goal, and then obviously we conceded instead. In fact, Fodrigan did a fantastic save, didn't he, just before? He did. That was probably his best save of the game, actually. Fodrigan. I think so. I'm glad you said this. I thought it was just just me. Um, I. I jokingly described it as Gordon Banks-esque <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pele uh, 1970 World Cup but it was like sort of obviously a good header from Moore can't really do much anything more than that it adds it into the ground hmm. brilliant Fodringham to tip it over as well yeah it's, I think the the the, arc, the, the way that uh, Moore heads it down into the ground it's sort of I don't know it almost wrong foots Fodringham a little bit I yeah. think. so he, he does really well to to push it over the bar, and then of course we can see from the bloody corner anyway, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Which is such yeah. a, it's just such a stupid goal. I mean, I swear this comes off the guy's shoulder and you know loops in right into the top corner over McGoldrick's yeah. head. And as he's going in, I was thinking my stream went after this, by the way, about a minute later. Uh, that just died, so I didn't really see. Unfortunately, I didn't see the last five minutes. I think I'd have, <laughs> uh, yeah, had an heart attack to be honest. But this one sort of loops in, and it was almost like it was buffering. Because it was going that <laughs> slow, I thought he's surely going to head this away, my Goldrick. He's like, and then obviously it went in. So, yeah, and uh, just a little reminder, you know, three wins in a row, but those those frailties are still there. Um, yeah. And yeah, some teams will exploit it better than others, and we just have to hope that what we've got going the other way is enough to, um, you know, squeak squeak us out of these situations. But, I just uh, like to say as well, as I said, my stream went, so I put Radio Sheffield on for the last like injury time. Mm. I think it takes you. Volk's, uh, Volk, Volk's another one who didn't play we were worried about as well. He came on as a true. sub. Um, he had a long throw because there's a long throw from Volk. Last second, I, I, I stood up off my sofa, walked in a circle and sat. I, just, I was so nervous. I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? What, I'm, I'm just walking about randomly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but fortunately, we dealt with that pretty well. And then obviously, we nearly scored at the other end, so... Indeed, yes. Uh, I think that very throw-in uh, gets cleared to Hurrahan, who dribbles away with it, and uh, yeah, Smithers, Smithies makes a very good save. Uh, and yeah. that was that was literally the last kick of the game. The full-time whistle was blown before the corner could be taken. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a, a really a really good result against, as I say, a team that on paper certainly looked like it was going to be able to cause us a lot of problems defensively. Yeah. And they kind of did, even with ten men. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very, very happy with that result. Just, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just keeping a lid on things, you know. But as I said, we can we can now look ahead to QPR. 
with quite a lot of excitement, I think. Yeah. Because it's, it's... I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to see how we perform. The confidence levels will obviously be far higher than they were. Mm. Um, I'm obviously, you know, three-game run. I'm really, really interested to see how we perform against a decent side. I know QPR lost yesterday, but they're sort of, you know, I think they'll be in and around the top six this season. So the next five games, this is, this is where... I'm kind of like get back to me in five games, if you like, which conveniently, yeah, yeah. conveniently concludes with uh, the Chris Wilder derby. I'm, the, I'm dreading that. People are uh, excited yeah. about this. I'm absolutely dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I can't really say I've thought about it that much, to be honest. Um, Middlesbrough will probably make the playoffs. By the way, they're um, they're a, yeah. a, be- a better team than uh, their league position suggests, and they obviously had a very yeah. good manager now as well. Yeah. Um, uh, by so, the yeah. way, the cup draw is just about to start, so this is live. So I'll, um, yeah, um, I'll, it... I'll. It's on ITV four. If you want to switch over, David Seaman's doing it, which is not a good sign for us. <laughs> no, I've already mentioned him once on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, is uh, are they actually starting, or is it one of them where they're going to do like forty minutes of interviews with fans? Well, from they're, they're actually in. The, the balls are out. <laughs> if you... <laughs> Pardon that expression, uh, but yeah, they're, they're sort of they're talking about they're they're actually in the studio of where the draw's okay. going to take place. So it's happening. This yeah. is it's happening. Yeah, this is great podcast content. Who do you? I imagine that they'll be showing Seaman save any second now. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh no, absolutely will. That was of course FA Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, who, who would you ideally like? What's your what's your ideal cup draw here? I want a team that we've never played before, such as Boreham Wood. I don't know why. I always like playing teams. It went so well against Barnett when we hadn't played them before. I don't. <laughs> but I, I do always like playing teams there. I mean, just for my own personal thing, going on different forums, forums that I've never been on before, just to see what's going on. I quite like that. So You might, you might struggle with Boreham Wood. But this is it. Yeah, I could struggle with Boreham Wood. But I, I do. I want somebody sort of that we never usually play just for something. I don't want someone like Preston or Cardiff. Well, I don't play Cardiff that much, to be fair. But, you know... Hull or someone like that. Sick of playing teams like that. Disaster draw is always someone in your division, unless you're, you know, unless you're through to like the quarterfinal or whatever. In which case, Preston away is distant. the worst thing that could happen today. Seeing as Wednesday you're not in it. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I would like a League One or League Two team away, please. Um, yeah, Charlton away is always uh, it's a great away day. I've never um, been to Charlton. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be good. Uh, yeah, Chesterfield. Chesterfield are still in it, aren't they? Oh yeah, Chesney are still in it. That'd be a good draw. Yeah, Rotherham yeah. as well. Oh, there we go. Some some local interest. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we've got Preston away or Preston at home coming up. Um, anyway, <laughs> our, our actual next five games. You can keep me posted. So we play QPR yeah. on the, a week today. In fact, then we have got Fulham, which you can just I mean, pretty much just write that one off. I think Fulham are uh, cream of the crop in this league. Then this is Pre- it. If you take four out of the next two. I think then you can really start getting excited. So I'm I'm looking at the five. I think so. QPR, mm. Fulham, Preston away, Hull at home, Borough at home. Yeah, very tough five games. Give me nine yeah. points from that. Then I'm yeah. on the I'm on the playoffs a possible train. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you lose to say Fulham and Middlesbrough in that and win the other three. I'd probably yeah I'd take that. I think that's good progress. I think that bumps you up the league uh, quite significantly. Uh, yeah, you've, you've ticked off Fulham away is probably well. That is the hardest game of the season. Yeah, and then QPR. we don't play them again until the end. We've probably already been promoted by that point. So yeah, indeed. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 happy that people are really excited by uh, the last couple of weeks. But um, for me personally, let's uh, let's reconvene after the Borough game when we've played some uh, slightly meatier teams, I suppose, and. Uh, and yeah, seeing where we're at after that. Like I said, you can only beat what's in front of you, and it can't mm-hmm. have done us any uh, any harm with the confidence levels and stuff, because I imagine they were rock bottom after that Blackburn game. Yeah. Um, and we've obviously done everything that we possibly can uh, in the three games that we've, we've come up against. Uh, Boreham Wood first out, by the way. Oh, aye. Nice. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Um, the last four games or so have seen us sneak into the top ten for uh, XG against, so... Uh, mm. we've we've sneakily become a top 10 defense on expected goals uh, yeah obviously obviously it's the full over the full season but those last four games of uh switching to a back three have not harmed that at all so yeah that's that's we, good we did a lot more solid the, the the chances that we're conceding are you are pretty much all from set pieces mm-hmm. you know in any in every game 
even the, the I think Bristol City had one proper chance uh, in when we played them last week, and that was off the corner again, which obviously Fodringham mm-hmm. had a great save. Yeah, we've been we've been quite fortunate that Fodderham's generally made a save and we've botched a set piece so far. Yeah, do you know what? We, we've he's been a bit of a comedy figure to a degree, and I'm not sort of on this sort of send Olsen back his rubbish just yet because you know he's playing well, Fodderham. I'm not sure if you can rely on more season, but he's been absolutely fant- faultless yeah. in the past four games. No, he has. Uh, if if Olsen goes back, we probably need another goalkeeper. By the way, yeah, this um, is why I keep saying get Olsen back, and I get it with the wages and things like that. But at the same time, do I want Verips in, in there if Fadringham gets injured? No, thanks. <laughs> or uh, Jake Eastwood was on the bench this weekend. Jake Eastwood on the bench, yeah, I think Verips is injured, isn't he? Because he got hit in the face with a ball, which you can't even, you know, what I mean, he can't even save his own <laughs> face. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was about to say I shouldn't laugh at that really, but <laughs> you tipped me over the edge. Um, <laughs> top 10 defence combined with uh, a top five attack on XG as well. That's not bad. That's that's trending in the right direction. And yeah, it's it's, it's been a, a pretty soft schedule the last three and a bit games maybe. I'm, I'm not really convinced how good Coventry are, to be honest. As we, as we said at the time, I think they're a, yeah. uh, a, a team that don't do anything badly and that's enough to get them like to well that yeah to and i also them. think yeah i mean but then again there's not many good teams so <laughs> true 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 um so yeah uh i i expected and we kind of said that um you know we, we probably will get more points under hecking bottom over the next two or three games uh or the, those next two games i suppose but uh yeah, I'm. I'm still glad to see that we've we've taken care of business, as I said, and uh, yeah, up into the top half we go. So yeah, give me uh, give me nine points from the next five games, and uh, I'm I'm officially going to be excited about what the second half of the season holds. Because yeah, we're pretty much at the halfway mark now, aren't we? Twenty one games played. Yeah, and you know, we would have taken this. I think after you know that that Blackburn game, if you'd have said mm. oh, you're going to be tenth. In a couple of weeks, that's yeah, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there were many United. Fa- I mean, you, I know you literally said it to me in the pub after the Coventry game, but um, I don't think there were many United fans who would have thought that we would rattle off three wins in a row um, following day. I think I said Coventry. to you, you've got to get at least four points from these three mm. games to sort of be good enough. I think six was sort of the max, though, that we expected. Yeah, with two of them being away, yeah, I, I expected yeah. we'd be dropping points somewhere along the line, yeah. Uh, particularly, as I say, Cardiff are a, a team to exploit us. Reading have got Andy Carroll, haven't they? So <laughs> the yeah. goal machine that he is, actually, I think we dodged him. Somehow, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He set another one up, I think, on Saturday, to be fair to him, old Andy Carroll. I think he scored, didn't he? Did maybe. he score? All oh, right, he's, fair he's enough. I, I... Maybe not. I don't know. I, I feel like he scored a couple of goals for him, but maybe he just set it up this weekend. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so... Well, it's been a it's been a long time since we've been able to uh, say we've won three games in a row, mate. Um, mm. And yeah, the 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 early signs are encouraging with Heckingbottom. I would just say, yeah. Well, well, no, I'm not going to tell people what to think, but I am just keeping my feet on the ground <laughs> with this. I need, I need I need I need to see more. You can only beat what's in front of you, but we've done a good if job. If you beat I'll be swinging my shirt in the air, <laughs> saying, "Bring everyone on, we're going up." <laughs> Pokemon hotel tickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could be a very entertaining uh, atmosphere and game, I suppose. That one, I'm, I'm really, yeah, really looking forward to that Monday night game as well. Yeah, I think it should be pretty good. Yeah, under the lights. We've not, we're not come out yet, by the way. But Preston and Cardiff have, so we've avoided. <laughs> oh, have they? Oh, perfect. All right, we just uh... yeah. So Chesterfield's got. Uh, I can't remember. They had someone really good away. Can't remember it where. Uh, mm. Chelsea. Oh, I so, good draw. The yeah, alphabetical not that many draw. teams left now. One of the, one of the later ones to come out. So I don't know what number we are to be honest. Cause we're not on the the important balls <laughs> no. uh, thing like... at the side. So, but David nice. Seaman's looking very happy with himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any any final thoughts from the uh, the Cardiff game, mate? I thought um... no. Like I said, it's easy to say. I think the the narrative for people who didn't watch it a big well, yeah, they beat ten men. They were one 0 down. Don't think that actually tells a story. I think we were far better than them for pretty much all the game, other than like a five-minute spell. Yeah, Norwood's been good the last two, three games, I think, and uh, Hurrahan. I really impressed. I'm, yeah, I'm glad. Sorry, I'm glad you mentioned him. I did want to bring him up. I thought he was really good um, in this Norwood. game. It looks a lot more comfortable with that three at the back. Norwood, yeah, mm. yeah. I, 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 
He's much more involved further up the pitch as well, not in like actually creating chances or in shots or anything, but quite a lot of the time he's he's been pinging a little, you know, like a clever through ball basically for someone to run onto mm-hmm. into the box. Uh, he was obviously involved in the second goal this weekend as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff by him. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like it's like an opinion-changing thing because I, I said, you know, much earlier in the season that he will be a... He will be a, a better than average midfielder against below average teams. Basically, it's exactly that. Against... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we may see his deficiencies again in the next couple of games. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and as you say, Sanderberger is going to get in this team sooner or later. I hope. And uh, yeah, Hurahan's done uh, done pretty well for himself the last three games. Uh, obviously, came mm-hmm. on as a sub against um, uh, against Reading. Um, Fleck, by the way, is yeah. back in training. We should mention that. That yeah, was, uh, I saw a James Shield tweet today that he uh, should be in uh, contention for the next game. So that's another player coming back that, again, you know, a player who's not really delivered much this season, but at the same time is a gr- another good option. He's a theoretical starter, yeah, starting calibre yeah, player. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, you, no one knows how he's going to play under Eckingbottom. I know McCall's mm. picked him out and said that he's just lacking confidence and he needs to get his confidence back up. So, yeah, again, you know, the the, the squad is looking pretty strong, I think, for this level. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting there. But yeah, from a health point of view, it's great to hear that he's obviously uh, ready to play football again, hopefully. Um, I think that's it, mate. Uh, I, I'm not trying to fill air here until United get drawn about the hat, but if they do, then fair I, enough. I to... think we might have gone out because they're not coming out at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been given... What, what's the opposite of the a bye? <laughs> we, we've fallen uh, through the yeah, bottom well, of the pot. I don't know. There can't be any left. We're number thirty-six, by the way. So I've got, I've got the number. We've come up on the side now because there's that little amount of ball left. So <laughs> there's uh, quite a lot of teams. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, what yeah, you got? Yeah, pretty much. Um, we've got. Um, I've got obviously the view from Cardiff. I might try and get a loan update on this week. So obviously we've got a few out now, haven't we? Uh, I think Hackford scored, didn't he? For Hackford Alfred. scored on his debut for Alfton. He's gone on a one-month loan. Jebison is. Uh, Nominated for the League One Player of the Month. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, and obviously the two guys at South End as well, Brunt and Lepore, whatever he's called. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so there's those as well. So you know, it's I, I might try and get a, a loan view from that. And we've got a mainly episode out, which is the launch night of Channel Five, and we should have another one out either tomorrow or Wednesday, uh, whenever Liam gets his gets his act together. Um, and uh, yeah, we spoil uh, what that, that is or. That yeah, that's public information films. One of my, oh, yes. one of my loves. One of my uh, passions in life. Is <laughs> <laughs> it really? Or are you overselling that? I really like him. You obviously well listen, listen to what listen to what we say about him. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I find them fascinating. Public information films, which is you know they don't call me weirdo for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my podcast listening time has gone absolutely down the tube with uh, not being able to leave the house, you know. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. what's going on? Where's, where's my dog walks and, you know, exercising and stuff like that? So I'm hoping from uh, from Wednesday I'll be able to pick it back up again. So, uh, yeah, I'll get Living with Maidley queued up, mate, to listen we, to We've next. got Wolverhampton Wanderers away. Eh, that's all right, I suppose. Gibbs White can't play, though, can he? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, of course no. Oh, yeah, it's it's just what meh, isn't it? I don't think yeah, Wolves will be uh, playing the best sides in that. I wouldn't have thought, but no, but their uh, second side is probably not bad either. So, uh, well, yeah. yeah, one of their reserves is our best player. So, <laughs> <laughs> See, that is a, a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, mate. We'll we'll wrap it there. So that's living with Maidley, and obviously check the view from Cardiff at roysviewfrom.com And as you said, you may have a loan roundup for us as well. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Nice. Follow you at Panchero on Twitter. Follow me at Blades Pod. Uh, thanks to everyone's um, for for the kind words about uh, my my COVID uh, diagnosis. I don't know, whatever contraction of yeah. COVID, whatever the contraction. word is. Yeah, yeah I uh, I appreciate yeah. the kind words, and uh, yes, I'm I'm pleased to say that uh, I'm doing much better. Thank you. So you should have done uh, a GoFundMe. <laughs> Go fund Get me. some money out of these money out of these listeners <laughs> I maybe should have crowdfunded uh, activities to do with a with a toddler I suppose um, yeah yeah we've been uh, I've, I've seen too much sort of Teletubbies and Gruffalo over the last seven days but 
It is what yeah, it is. Yeah. If, it, if it keeps her quiet, then uh, needs must until she can be safely returned to nursery, which I hope will happen in a couple of days' time. Yeah. Right, mate. Wolves away. There we go. We uh, yeah. I mean, would you um, would you let them give them a buy if they, if they said right? Let us do it to the next round where you can keep Gibbs White. A hundred percent. That's not not even a debate, surely. We should be in negotiations now. Doing that, get Yusef out. Yeah. Him some sort we, of. <laughs> we will throw the next five games that we play against you in perpetuity. Like, it doesn't matter when it is or what the circumstances yeah. are. If it's a relegation playoff in three years' time, yeah. like Wigan uh, at Bramall Lane style, we will throw that game as long as you let us keep Gibbs White for the rest of the season. <laughs> Seems, yeah. seems like a fair deal, to be I'd honest. Do it. I'd do well, it. We're not getting not. into that situation without Gibbs White. So. That's very, very true. Yeah, Wolves <laughs> aren't getting relegated anytime soon, are they neither? So. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have thought so. All right, mate. Thanks very much. Appreciate you doing this in the evening. Um, that was a big help. Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you in person once again, mate, for that QPR game. Yes. Can't wait, mate. Can't wait. Thanks a lot. That's it for this week's episode. So thank you once again very much indeed for downloading and listening to BlazePod. And thank you also to NordVPN, who sponsor this podcast. NordVPN is a service that I use to stay safe online. They encrypt my traffic on both web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites, apps, or public Wi-Fi networks when I'm working on the move or trying to keep up with the latest Blades news on my phone. NordVPN also make it really easy for me to switch my virtual location. It takes just one single click. That gives me access to all the streaming platforms that are not available in the UK. If you're an online person, you probably know what I'm talking about. But for example, Netflix overseas, Hulu, HBO documentaries, the kind of stuff that is not available in the UK, you can get access to with just a single click through NordVPN. NordVPN is also fast and secure costs the equivalent price of just one cup of coffee every month uh, for which i get premium cyber security they also have a special offer for bladespod listeners of course all you need to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or use the code bladespod when you sign up and you will get 73 percent off your plan plus a bonus gift it is a limited time offer for this month so do not wait around head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod today That's all for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Take care and we'll be back soon.